Welcome to the Sprocket Podcast, where we are simplifying the good life. I'm Armando Luna. And I'm Joan Pettit. We're broadcasting from Portland, Oregon, nestled in the heart of Cascadia. And I'm Aaron Flores, picking Twizzlers out my teeth. <laughs> this is a show where we bring you somewhat irreverent conversations about the intricacies of thinking locally with a global perspective and enjoying the best that life has to offer along the way. And I'm Guthrie Straw. We cover bicycles, trains in transit, infrastructure, <laughs> adventures in today, little-known bike facts. We're, we are well into the Halloween candy, which has apparently got us full of the giggles this evening. <laughs> That's not the only thing I'm full of. <laughs> well, how's it going, everybody? Mm. Well, apparently I'm drunk now. Alcoholic kombucha. (laughs) Yes, 0.5 alcohol by volume. Aaron's drinking kombucha. Ask him anything. (laughs) (laughs) Great. We're into the rainy season. Time to layer up, everybody. All right. One, two, three, four, five layers tonight. Right over. Ah, nice. <laughs> <laughs> I actually started started my ride with three layers and then peeled down two of them. How fast were you? Riding? You were naked. <laughs> okay. Oh, sorry. I mean, on top of my regular. Sorry, clothes. math is hard. <laughs> top of my regular clothes. <clears throat> oh, radio jokes. <laughs> huh? Yeah. So, so did you have to dig out your bike stuff? I had to. I had to. I mean, my the dust off my bike, rain pants, and all that. I actually bought new bike stuff. Ooh, yeah, new fancy bike stuff, like roadie stuff. Roadie stuff? Yeah. Oh, I, because you're training. Wow. You I will plan to be training. Ride throughout this training training type rides rather than social rides. Yes. Right. Right. So, what do you mean, like tights? Not instead of rain pants? Oh no, I um, had tights. Well, I got some more tights. Um, I I got a nice uh, Prolozumi vest that's mm-hmm. really comfy and warm. A vest. Yeah, it's nice. And then a new rain oh. jacket. Mhm. Mhm. Excellent. I Excellent. will say this is a very roadie jacket that I have. Is it a gore? Best purchase ever. Nice. It's going on three years now. It doesn't I'm, have a hoodie or a no, hood. No. Hoods are for jerks. <laughs> I would just like listeners, I wish listeners could see the visual of, uh, of Guthrie pulling the hood up over his head. Oh, and I just realized I have one too. Yeah. There's a reason I chose this side does. of the table. How can you live in Portland without wearing I hoods? I mean, I wear a hood like I've got hoodies. Um, you don't no, like them? You like, don't like them? I don't like them when I'm writing. Yeah. You know, I I have, I, a, I have a tube that I put yeah. over my head and covers my ears uh, like that. That's, that's, that's pretty much it. That's just a hood. No, it's not. It's a tube. No, that uh, is better because you know I have I have like a, a gator. No, it's a tube. You look like Kim Kardashian at the Met. <laughs> Did you? See if that? I knew she what the she, Met was the gala. I know who Kim Kardashian is, but that's that's about it. That's the scope of my experience. Aaron wore it better. um well so i wear i wore the other day i was biking home in the rain and i i often like having a a a hoodie 
or a hood pulled up over my helmet, but I was on a pretty, I was uh, going down a hill in the lane with the car, not in a bike lane, but just taking the lane. And it was really hard to look over my shoulder because every time I turned my head, the, the um, hoodie stayed, the hood was in my way. Yes. And that was not, that was not good. Like peripheral vision. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just blocking it because it wasn't turning. And so um, that was that was the first time. I, I, I think usually when I'm I'm on slower, I'm in slower conditions. So it's mm-hmm. not quite as, or I have a moment where I can maybe lift up one of my hands. But yeah, that was yeah. not good. We had a listener a long time ago loan us a rain cape and gave us the rain cape challenge. <laughs> and I actually really liked it, except you kind of have to be upright and like... Not very mm. aggressive in writing when you're when you're using the rain cape, and so it was just not for me at that time. Hmm. At first, I thought you meant the listener's name was Alonis. <laughs> rain cape. Uh, listener Alonis. <laughs> Thanks for the rain cape. Thanks for the rain cape. <laughs> our, our newest Patreon supporter. Alonis rain cape. Alonis rain cape. All right, well, we um, we went to a few of our social media channels. We went to Instagram and Twitter and asked folks if they had a, any bike facts or bike tips or hacks that they wanted to share with other bike people and, uh, you know, might take on this. Some of these things, lots of us already know, but some of them, many people do not know. So, little known. Little known. Little, yeah, not necessarily every. Not everybody knows all these things. So um, we, uh, we have some things to share um, from listeners, and we have our own. So let's see. Uh, so, and, you know, they're not super well organized, uh, such as it is. But um, here we go. So on Instagram, Go Dig a Hole gave us a, um, a suggestion. That's one of those things that, like, as soon as you realize it, you get it. Yeah. Um, if you rest your rear wheel against something, mostly vertical, your bike will stay up. It keeps your hands free so you can mess with other stuff without worrying about your bike falling over. I always use the pedal. Mm. But the rear wheel, I think, also has to be like in conjunction with the pedal as well. Right. If you use a real wheel, maybe you only need one point of contact. Well, so uh, speaking of keeping your bike stabilized, uh, my friend Kimber has a new uh like bike accessory that i had never heard of or seen before is it a kickstand yes no <laughs> a double kickstand a double no no she had a double kickstand and but what happened is her she has a rack on the front of her like a basket mm-hmm. right and it's so heavy that sometimes your wheel oh. turns in yeah, the same thing flop. happens yeah wheel flop right and so she got this uh little tool called a wheel stabilizer and it it's a little spring that mounts to the fork and the down tube. Yeah. yeah I have that on Do there. you have that yeah. too? And it and it's like, I guess it's pretty common in Europe. And they're like, you can get them. They're like 10 bucks. They're not expensive at all. Yeah. And it makes such a big difference. I guess they're, yeah, co- more common on utility type bikes. Um, she called it a uh, deflopinator. But the <laughs> name, if you want to look for it, is wheel stabilizer. And they're, they're not expensive at all. And it's a, a handy little... Tool. That's one of those things, yeah, like if you know about it, yeah. but you might never even notice. Don't tighten it too much, though, because it'll pull the uh, 
the bolt that holds on to the fork, it'll pull that out eventually. Yeah, you so you need to not I've, uh, tighten it I've learned it that the much. hard ways a few times. Yeah, yeah. There's a picture of Kimber's bike with it on our Instagram feed if folks oh, cool. want to see that. So I'm, I'm thinking about getting one of those. Highly myself. recommend. Life changer. Life changer. I was going to get one for my bike, but then I just took off the rack in the basket. So. <laughs> and stopped riding forever. <laughs> um, okay, so that's in terms of keeping your bike stable. Will Cortez on Instagram told us, picks like the kind at the dentist are in my top three for most useful tools when working on bikes. Wow. Does he say how he uses those? No, get him on the phone. <laughs> you guys don't. You guys don't have those. Am like, I just like a super nerd? Like a guitar? Like I, mean, I know. Yes, no, no, no. Like like, like picks, like dental like, picks. Yeah. Like dental picks. Like when you're like, like cracking nuts and then use the nut picker. Kind of. Yeah. Thing. Like yeah. like I, you can get them like. Right, right, right. Like okay, I was totally picturing like a water. How do you use so <laughs> this this is what I use it for. And I'm sure this is what... If it has will. to do with cleaning, then I know why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, look. Well, you know, where, where, I, where I commute, there's there's debris and, and, and glass and nails and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so you've got to check your wheels every now and then. And um, oh, yeah. somewhat regularly, I'd say like maybe every other month, I'll put my wheel in a stand and just go over it with with dental picks and pull out all the I debris. I use a knife. <laughs> okay. And, and I use, so that usually happens if I all of a sudden realize, oh crap, I just ran through this big pile of glass. Yeah. I immediately pull over and examine my tires and, and do exactly what you said, oh. but I have my little pocket knife and I pick out the glass from my tire if there's any in there. I know what I'm getting you for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> New tires, yay! <laughs> Yeah, like I mean, I I swear by the Schwalbies, even though I don't have Schwalbe marathons on my bike right now. Swears by, but them. I swear by them, somewhat. Uh, but even even those, like you go through the city enough, you're gonna get you're gonna get debris in your tire in your tread. Hmm. Okay, so some other um, uh, like equipment suggestions we heard from folks. Um, Doug Cohen Miller said. Own a decent-sized floor pump. Improvement over cheap floor <laughs> pumps or mini pumps. Yes. For home, right? For home. Yeah, yeah, yeah for home. Yeah, yeah. Meaning don't just get like one of those, you know, they're the ones that are... On your bike. Yeah, right. that you carry on your bike. I mean, this one, I've always had a decent-sized floor, a good floor pump, so I will hmm. agree, but I haven't really suffered through the indignancy of not having one for a while. Was so, a gift. so my... Thing with floor pumps is as long as they mostly work I keep using it and so my son Jean-Luc gets upset he's like do you have a different pump <laughs> because like maybe the nozzle is, is getting worn out oh. so I put my it's like a dual head nozzle mm-hmm. yeah but it's coming out the other end while you're pumping so I, put my, <laughs> so I put my thumb over it and then keep pumping and like he's done with that he's like can we get a new pump I'm like it still works you can, you can just I... replace the right. head on well it. you hopefully you can get the parts for, to do that on the pump that you have um or you know things like that or like so I have I have a, this old school silver pump uh it's just Presta but the leather pump internal pump leather thing you know it's wearing out so oh, like right. it's like pump 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 fast you know then it doesn't pump on that one because it 
it doesn't catch the edge or something. Yeah. So it needs to be replaced. And so, I mean, just think like that. But he gets really annoyed at me. I know what John Luke's getting for Christmas. (laughs) He's totally getting a pump for Christmas. There you go. There you go. It's the Christmas episode. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, So then we um, we had a a lot of suggestions around, or a handful of suggestions around bike lights, Um, and this one I thought was a really good idea. And this one came through Instagram from Jacqueline O'Kelly, who said, "I." glued a clear pocket on the back of my pannier I put in my working but unclippable lights and I just thought that was so smart because you know I end up with like extra lights and I don't have the clip anymore or whatever and I'm also a big fan of like if I'm riding a lot in the winter even though I'm I'm pretty good about recharging my lights. Just like I just do it usually do it at work or at home like I just do it right away automatically but I always I almost always have an extra, a spare, but then sometimes they don't clip. clip. I don't, so I have right. to just like make every, it work. Yeah, yeah. Right. So if I had something like that, I actually thought that was a really good idea. Is it side facing or rear facing or? Well, I get it would be rear facing, wouldn't it? I don't know. Or front facing. I guess it could be. Could be front if you have if you have front mm-hmm. panniers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I uh, I think that um, one of my suggestions. I think side lights are so important. Side lights. Um, side lights. Putting a light. Um, because, you know, bike lights, there's a headlight and a rear light. But um, driving around sometimes, I am very good about looking out for people on bikes when I'm driving in my car. So when I realize that I didn't see somebody on their bike, it really stresses me out. And so then I try to think, how can I not be like that person? How can I be more visible? And I feel like side light side visibility is a big concern yeah do you have you thought about side visibility that is i will say that retro reflective stuff is really good though i do like a lot of the retro reflective stuff that stuff is bright is that a brand what is that uh, I don't know. No, no, is it's it just the really bright stuff. Like the stuff, if you have an Ortley pannier, there's that <sighs> panel on it. Okay. Or if you have like that Showers Pass, like that Odyssey jacket I have, right. that stuff is retro-reflective. Oh, okay. It's that stuff where it's like, it almost like glows. It just, yeah, it just looks gray in, in regular light. But like if if light shines mm-hmm. on it, right. it like bounces that got it, got back it. like mm-hmm. really well. Mm-hmm. Um, and we heard from um, Becky Joe. PDX Becky Joe, our friend Becky Joe on Twitter, she said that um, she had the got these really bright. Um, she got waterproof knit high vis gloves, and they're these old shower. You know, Showers Pass has these knit gloves, um, and so they're nice because they fit more like regular gloves. So I have a pair of them in black, but but hers are like in this bright like yeah yellow orange color or yellow green color, and she said. That basically she waves her hands around to get people's attention. She said um, they're magical. No other high vis thing has ever worked as well. So like oh. if she's signaling, people actually see her with those. So I thought that was a really interesting suggestion. Another glove suggestion came in. Somebody, uh, let's see, who is this person? Walk O'Clock at Walk O'Clock on Twitter said. Cheap thin gloves plus nitrile gloves for a rainy winter saves money and stress for people like me who lose gloves easily. 
Yeah, just having a barrier between the moisture and your mm -hmm. hand uh, mm -hmm. can be real make or break. Wait, so it's hand nitro glove, thin glove? I or think so. The right? nitro yep. glove over the... Nitro under. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to say that for years I couldn't keep my hands warm until I just went ahead and got a pair of like pogies or bar mitts. Bar mitts? I, I mean, have, I have bar mitts on, on my bike. They're right kind now. of a pain if you're like locking up outside and need to take them yeah. off and on. I don't like them, but if I'm just going into work and leaving my bike there, I just leave them on. And they're so like I don't need gloves with those, and I'm so much more comfortable. Um, once it gets below forty, it's hard for my hands to stay warm, so that makes a big difference. Somebody said, uh, let's see, Tim uh, Clearl said, magnet magnic lights to be seen i don't know what that is m-a-g-n-i-c mounting a headlight torch on the handlebar end cap for seeing side lights side lights side lights that's me talking about side lights or oh, rear. yeah 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 okay i get it <laughs> you got drops one out of left field mm -hmm. is if you've got an extra spoke lying around and you've got something stuck in your sink say some hair or debris <laughs> Wait, hell? I missed the first part of that. No, this is great. If Keep you've going. got an extra spoke lying around. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. And you have a, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you have a plumbing yeah. problem. Totally. Spokes are uh -huh. just about long Grand enough cleaner. to hit before the P-valve in a sink. Yet the L-joint where the uh, end of the spoke is that would tie mm. into the hub uh, is just about perfect for snagging little debris in your sink. And or other appliances. That's hilarious. It's like the uh, that's like other uses for bike things. Oh, they're very uh, utility based. Try it the next time that your <laughs> sink is not draining correctly. A spoke may be your friend. I thought you were gonna mention how if you had an extra spoke, you can cut it and bend it like almost to like a large staple shape, and that will hold your chain together if you have to take your chain apart for any reason. That is another good yeah, use for that'll spokes. hold it together so that you can work on your chain and uh, not have to like keep pulling it back because the rear derailleur spring snaps it back out of your hands. You can also take a spoke and file it into a point, and if you're trying to get your handlebar grips off wrong in combination with some rubbing alcohol, oh yeah, you can use the sharpened end of the spoke, blunt sharpened, to pry up enough zone for the alcohol to penetrate. And then you can remove your handlebar grips without residue. How do they work against vampires? They're okay. <laughs> it's not wood. They're, they're more annoying to vampires. <laughs> they work 0.05%. That's <laughs> <laughs> not good. I also like them as a hair accessory. <laughs> so, and speaking of, uh, well, not hair accessories, but bike accessories, um, somebody said that they, uh, let's see, rfo1983 says, my favorite... Uh, bike accessory is by far my loud bicycle horn, which actually makes drivers pay attention most of the time anyway. And then uh, somebody else, uh, let's see, Shot of Jaeger. <laughs> <laughs> these, are, these are little known bike facts. Says, Wait, for the bike or for you? <laughs> uh, I, I guess for, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it says toe clip straps, 101 uses, 101 yep. uses. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, I know one use, but what's... <laughs> Name it. Wait, how many toes do you have? <laughs> one uh, favorite use for those is stabilizing the front wheel to the frame if you're doing any kind of cockpit work. It's a nice way to not have 
your wheel flop effect in play, provided the wheel um, is in the fork. Yeah, I'll I'll use them sometimes to just like strap things onto my bags. Mmm, just as extra. Yeah, yeah, that's a good tip too. It's the bolly strap before bolly straps existed. Oh yeah, totally. Hmm. Uh, here's here's another one, actually, a uh, hair-related one, speaking of hair accessories. Ooh. For some people with long hair, avoid helmet hair by bending over and plopping all your hair in your helmet and on top of your head when putting your helmet on. Huh. Um, that's also from Walk O'Clock. Uh, and they also had another suggestion, which I hadn't thought of. Um, for winter, cut the sleeve off an old T-shirt and wear it as an ear warmer. Right, so if you have, I'm no. trying to picture it. Like, yeah, you, you have put, to explain that to do me. Do you put the sleeve on your ear? Do you, I mean, you take your so basically you put the bully strap. <laughs> so if you have an old T-shirt, you just cut off the sleeve on sleeve, right. and then you use it over your head oh, as a like as a headband. Thing. Oh, but like as a lighter version of a head ear warmer. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. a tube, dude. Yeah. Do I have to demonstrate again? Yeah, mm-hmm. what? Uh, Kim what, Kardashian here, is back. Let me take a photo. Still wore it better. What? Uh, <laughs> what? What T-shirt did you cut that off of? I didn't. This was made like this. <laughs> oh man, you spent way too much money if you didn't cut it. Who I is, mean, I don't even remember the company that it's. It's a kind of. It's a buff. Oh yeah, like buff, that's yeah. that's. It says that on there, doesn't it? Yeah, people yeah. were getting those for a while to use as masks. I use mine to keep my hair back because I don't. My hair won't stay up if I try to poof it up and put it all in my helmet. I think you should poof your hair more, though. Well, it's so straight. It just, it will like... Be, uh, do you, do you use a diffuser on your hair dryer, maybe? I do not. And, and like, brush it out? <laughs> but I did put, I put hair goop in for uh, my Halloween costumes, and that really worked really well. What was your costume? Uh, on my Twin Peaks ride, I was Killer Bob. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And then I just had some more in when I went to uh, a Halloween party. I was dressed as Purple Rain. He had a purple suit on. Ah, uh, uh, okay, okay. I think I can get this right on. <laughs> and it was rainy. Okay, back to bike tips. <laughs> bike tips. Uh, so um, this one, is, a couple of these are things that's, again, you know, some people know, some people don't. But this is one, um, this would be a helpful way to explain things, I think, to folks who are new. Front or rear, the gears closer to the center of the bike are for easier pedaling. Um, newbies often get confused by big, small, and push bikes up hills. Oh, yeah. So just telling them when it's closer to the bike, it's easier. Wow. That's so much simpler to think about it. Yeah. Isn't it? Another one that um, I didn't know for a long time is that if you are locking up your bike to a bike rack, you put the chain on the outside because that makes it easier if somebody else is going to lock up their bike. It makes it easier for them to, you know, because sometimes it's hard to get your bike like Close just enough right. in, yeah. and so if you just have your drive, your drivetrain basically on the outside when you lock up your bike at a bike rack, it makes it easier. So the other person is not butting up against. So you. like their pedal doesn't hit it. It just gives yeah. them a little more space to maneuver. All right. I now I actually uh, judge people now when they don't do that. When I go up to a thing, like <laughs> a point scale, you know, like eight points. 30 no. degrees from rack. No, it's right or wrong. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, because like in downtown Portland or something, there's like these blue staple racks, right? And you can put one on each side. And it's just a little bit easier if if people have done what I now think of as being <laughs> the right way. The right way. <laughs> the right way. I'm thinking the next uh, Marvel movie needs a sub-villain for the super-villain, which is 
drivetrain in person. Oh crap! There was a movie I, I just watched where <laughs> where they had a bicycle. The antagonist rode a bicycle in in just one scene, but it was like. I was kind of mad for half a second. Like, why is it that the antagonist is the one that's riding the bicycle, huh? Well, we all know who the cool kid is. Good point, yeah. Wait, what movie was that? I don't remember now. I, I'm going to have to... I'm stressed to the podcast. My, like, Netflix history. <laughs> what? Wait, is, is that him talking? Was that him drinking water? With that he just, he's an old dog and... It's just like sometimes maybe drank a little too fast. Uh, and now he's out of But that's what that, that dinging noise was? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, it was weird dog noises. <laughs> uh, okay. So for as a safety tip, somebody said a pool noodle for safety. I have seen folks yes. doing this. Where they put it basically, some people I see they put it up, they oh. like post it up, but then I also see they make like, they put it like two or three feet out from their bike to suggest that that's how far that you is, should be in passing. That is on. the passing distance safe mm-hmm. passing distance shout out to Annalisa Vandenberg for there you go. piloting the pool noodle concept alright so a whole article in is it outside magazine I think I got syndicated in several okay some more commuting and weather tips Andrew K. Davidson on Twitter says full fenders for rain matter as much as clothing I'd say more I think mm-hmm. I'd rather have I think I'd rather be on a bike with Fenders versus a bike without fenders, and especially if it didn't have rain pants. Um, Guthrie has opinions. I, I have been, thoughts. Man. I have been finding that treaded tires, um, if it's like a light sprinkle all the way up to like a small, like small to medium drizzle, like as long as you're not going over like 12 miles an hour, um, the rut in between the tread seems to negate the need for fenders has mm. been my experience and this may be like tire specific or tread specific but i've been experimenting with extending the range of season for my bike that has treaded tires and i've been very pleasantly surprised about how non-mud striped i feel yeah. when i get how down. non-mud striped yeah. well you can always get one of those uh ones that just like like is velcros around the bike oh yeah seat, you yeah, know yeah. and just totally uh yeah, I do feel like no, coming up into November is the right time to test something like that. I've had lots of opportunities. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, uh, Andrew K. Davidson also says panniers are so much better for backpacks for distances over ten minutes. I think that's a that's another one where uh, panniers are a really big expense when you just get started. Oh yeah. Um, for a while, when I was commuting regularly, I had a milk crate on the rack on my and so then I would just put my backpacker bag in there mm-hmm. um, but when but like my fr- basically once I made it through that whole fall for for Christmas um, one of my Christmas presents was a really good pair of Ortley panniers which have got to be one of my longest lasting pieces of bike equipment mm-hmm. they're just I haven't really had any problems with those but um, yeah that's that's really handy um, yeah and this person uh, yeah, be like a Christmas tree if you bike at night, no such thing as too many lights or too much reflective gear. I would say as long as they're not blinking. If they're blinking, there is definitely a thing as... What do you all think about, like, spoke lights? You mean as side lights or just as... Sure, just generally. Like... What do you think of them? What do I... Th- I'm, I, I'm torn. I kind of like them as a, as a 
novelty. I like yeah, them on other people's bikes. Yeah, I like seeing them on other people's bikes. <laughs> I do too. Bikes, yeah. They look great. Um, I just, I often wonder, like, is this, is this useful? Like, is this, is this a thing that's really... Oh, is it really, helping? Yeah, is, is going to get anybody's attention? Oh, I think it is. Especially as a sideline. You think so? Mm-hmm. Okay. It helps if you swerve so people are like, <laughs> I don't know if they know what they're doing. I'll, I should probably leave them space. If they're centripetally activated, like if if you have to remember to turn it off, same problem as battery lights. <clears throat> but there are some that have a accelerometer in them, and so they'll activate while you're riding, and then they have like a standby time. Those are, I think, the best of both worlds. And then you get the side visibility as well. Andrew K. Davidson also said wants us to Loctite our rack bolts. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good Loctite idea. Is, Thank you. Loctite is one that if you don't know about it, and how yeah. useful it can be. Yeah. What is it? Yeah, so more sp- specifically, you want to go with Loctite Blue, or um, depending on if you want it to be slightly easier to remove than that, Loctite 222. Loctite 222 is typically used in wheel building applications and can be uh, reversible quite easily, but blue is what you'll typically see on manufacturer bicycles as they come out of the warehouse. And it's never a bad idea to Loctite the bike you have. If you have a newer bike or you're adding components to a bike, definitely Loctite. Um, If you don't have Loctite, set a calendar reminder for one week each week with an email to tighten and check your bolts if you're not able to Loctite them. But generally (laughs) speaking, uh, yeah, Loctite will save so much pain and hassle uh, down the road. It's a really, really uh, future-proof a really cheap, affordable way to future-proof uh, your components that you're putting on so they don't so, rattle apart. So these are your options. You lock tight all your bolts, or you set a calendar reminder for every week. <laughs> yeah, and just go tell you don't need to tighten things. Like, you'll find the first week, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, like, you'll have a bolt that needs just a little bit of snugging up, and uh, lock tight means you only have to snug once. Uh, both are options. If you don't like lock tight, just use a calendar reminder. <laughs> I lock tight, not these glasses, but the bolts in, in a pair of my glasses. Really? Yeah. I'll, I'll say as a word of warning, don't lock tight chainring bolts. Learn, <laughs> learn, learn that one the hard way. Oh, yeah. Uh, but otherwise, lock tight's great. Okay, we've got some more, more tips here. So Evan Heitman says... I think I'm on the tail end of most stuff like this, but my favorite thing that I don't see a lot is ear warmers built into the helmet. My dad sewed them for me in high school, and they're still going strong. Oh, nice. Wow. Just triangular bits of fabric threaded over the straps. Emily Guys has some new ones that she just bought um, that she had a picture of today on social media. Because I don't always want to have something super heavy under my helmet. No. You know? So. Um, I haven't found a set that works well with my helmet, but... Uh, Anna swears by the ones that she has on her helmet. There are there's a local person who sells things on Etsy by the name of something like Freedom Machine. Yep, who's making them? Freedom. Are those the ones that Anna has? Uh, no, those were ones I used to have on mine, and they fit well enough, but not perfect. But also, you know, you can't make one for every helmet either. Right, right. I find often when I need ear warmers, I'm also just in need of a head warmer. So I like wearing a cap that covers the tops of my ears. My lobes don't get as cold when I'm cycling, but I do get a headache when the tops of my ears are cold. I have the opposite problem. Interesting. It's my lobes that get cold. Ah. And I wonder if it's because I have earrings. 
Oh, yeah, conductive. You yes. have metal, bringing have, extra chill. I have metal earrings. I think you're onto something, Aaron. Yeah, wow. The I only way them. to test Guthrie is for you to wear earrings in one ear mm-hmm. and not the other and then test it out. <laughs> this is true. Um, <laughs> All right. So, so get out the spoke mm-hmm. and this sharpen is the part it. Of this, We're going to pierce your ears. Guthrie's ear. With the bike yes. spoke. <laughs> Would that be good for the bike noise show? <laughs> There's a fork on the table. Why wait? <laughs> okay, so, uh, so cold bike at cold bike on Twitter says transportation bikes are at their best with full fenders. Ease of installing full fenders is probably the best reason to own a disc brake city bike. That's interesting. I don't have a disc brake bike. So interesting. I can't speak to that. Uh, wait, yeah, say that again. I, I think it depends. Ah. Oh, oh, people don't like this. It's true. <laughs> well, I will say, like, I own disc brakes. I, I love disc brakes. I can't go back to anything else. But I don't. I wouldn't say it makes installing fenders any easier. In fact, it's usually more complicated. Oh. Yes, it is. Well, it, I wonder what what cold bike here means. There, there okay. are. So, if you're getting fenders, there are disc specific fenders. Yes. And ah. it's important to try to get those if you can. Yeah, <laughs> if you have discs, you can finagle otherwise. Um, I think it depends on the size of the caliper. Uh, some manufacturers, if they have larger size calipers, even if it's disc rated fenders, you can still run into some issues. I think the overall PSA, uh, I always feel like giving when fenders are brought up, is that fenders are just kind of one of those tricky things to put on bikes. Uh, even yeah, when you line no up all what. the specs. Yep. And they seem so simple. They really do, don't they? <laughs> yeah. That, that's why when you go to a shop and you see $60, $70, $80 for a fender install, and you're like, what the crap are they on? Uh, <laughs> well, there's a reason. It takes a while, yes. It, it can be really simple, but the reason it costs that much is for when it's not, because then they're covering their bases. Uh, so then we also got a, another perspective on things from at Rubrum underscore Cato who said, your bike is probably fine like it is and you don't need more gear. Yeah. Uh, so we also got uh, a suggestion that a kickstand uh, from Ryan Camper that a kickstand and disc brakes are a couple of the best things you can have on a bike. I can agree with at least one of those things. Here's... <laughs> I'm always happy when I'm on a bike with a kickstand because, like, oh yeah, I got a kickstand. Oh yeah, like, it's like it's like it. when I wear a, like a, a, have, a, wear a, a nice dress surprise. with pockets. Yeah, there you go. Mm. Like a nice surprise. Speaking of dresses, for folks who wear skirts, play, uh, I've seen this and I always forget to do it. For folks who wear skirts, place a coin on the underside of your skirt and secure it via a rubber band wrapped around the coin from the top side of said skirt. Keep skirt from flying up while riding. Um, I don't know if it makes sense. You basically are sort of using the coin to hold the rubber band in place to keep your skirt from flapping around. Here, how about this one? So this is from uh, at Alberta Bike Swap. Chains are consumables and need to be replaced regularly. Yes. At least once every three years. Uh, What? (laughs) (laughs) I'm always surprised when they... I'm always surprised, but... I know now to expect it when, if I need to take my bike to service, they're like, you need a new chain. And they're like, they, can, they say, you ride a lot, don't you? you need a new chain. And it's, and, and so the other thing that goes along with that is with fenders, I never knew this. It's not, fenders aren't also to keep yourself from getting sprayed oh, with right. water and yeah. junk. 
is to keep your drivetrain from mm -hmm. getting sprayed with water and gun. So your drivetrain lasts longer if you have fenders on. With the chain, um, a really cost-effective mm -hmm. pickup is a chain measurement tool, and you'll probably, depending on if you go to shops and talk to folks who work on bikes, like there's, I think, a wide range of opinion about the accuracy and effectiveness of said tools, but typically they have a low wear and a high wear mark, and the tools cost 11 $12 if you consider a chain costs 30 to 50 maybe more. Um, if you replace always at the low mark, you can kind of guarantee that you're not wearing down other components on your bicycle, and so I would say chains are consumable caveat that if you wear your chain down quite a bit then your whole drivetrain is consumable so you can run into issues where if you don't replace your chain often enough your front uh, chain rings and your rear cassette will have also worn into the pattern of your favored gears on your bicycle and you'll end up needing to replace all three so if your chain is extra worn out but you're not having uh, skipping or catching or shifting issues, probably just ride it into the dirt and not worry about it and just plan on replacing all three. Um, but if you can catch it at the low wear mark with a $10 tool, you'll save lots of money in the long run for that preventative measure. Or you can, if you're, if you're not working on your own bike, getting a tune-up or a winter checkup or whatever sort of thing. I, I don't know, I tend to think of that as being a good thing to do, like in the winter time. Um, just having them look over your bike, make sure everything's okay at the shop. Some shops mm -hmm. have a tendency to want to really like ensure their bases are covered or, or they may recommend slightly more than what is needed. So if, if you let folks know, if you are cost-concerned, um, just leveling with them and like letting them know what you're goals and values are, um, you can usually find a shop that's willing to work with you and they can give you the nuances of what is truly needed versus what they would just kind of recommend as a general overall replacement strategy. So we heard from Emily, guys, again, who said, I like carrying a bandana with me during the rainy season to dry off face, glasses, bike seat. And this is a really good tip. And when I remember to, I carry a rag with me so that like if I have to fix my chain or something when I'm riding along, it's nice to like not, especially if I'm going to or from work or something. I don't, my hands don't get a mess. I know some folks just carry a pair of gloves. I would like any kind of recommendations for like biking with glasses in the rain. Uh, Sarah Gilbert says, one hand on the top tube, one hand on the front wheel to lift your bike onto a hanging rack. So easy, so graceful. I don't top know. I'm going to have to try hand. that. And the front wheel? Oh, the wheel, okay. Yeah, I usually use the handlebar. I do too, and it's definitely not graceful. I use the seat tube mm -hmm. and the handlebars. I don't mm -hmm. know what I do. And then I put my knee on the on the saddle. All right. Well, do you all have any favorite little bike hacks or or tips that you want to share? Have fun. <laughs> Always keep snacks and cash somewhere in a bag and a mask. like that on your bike. And oh, and a mask. And a mask. Yeah, now now in a mask. That's actually a good uh, idea. Yeah. If you run tubeless, you can put all of these in your tire. <laughs> you know, in case of emergency. <laughs> But that actually was somebody, uh, I saw uh, they sell a water bottle that 
the bottom half of the water bottle actually is a container to put your toolkit stuff in. Mm -hmm. And then it's the top hat ah, screws together yeah. and it still yeah. holds a half a bottle of water. Mm -hmm. uh, but somebody else told me, um, uh, I believe it was... Uh, they just put their tools Jenny in. Jenny Rollins. To water they put their, they put the, they use a, an old water bottle and put their stash, their tools, their glove, whatever they need in the water bottle. And they use that very underside bottle mm -hmm. rack on the uh, down tube mm -hmm. uh, and that's what they oh, keep snap. their tools. Yeah, that's, that's a good idea. Good idea that's genius. Nobody likes to use that for their water. And if you have a bike tip that you want to share or a bike hack or a life hack or <laughs> if you just want to reach out and say hi in general, you can reach us at thesprocketpodcast at gmail.com. You've reached the end of yet another episode. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. This has been Guthrie Straw. <laughs> Aaron Flores, Joan Pettit, and Armando Luna. The Sprocket Podcast is produced in Portland, Oregon. If you've enjoyed this show, please leave us a review and tell your friends about us. Our website is thesprocketpodcast.com. Email to thesprocketpodcast at gmail.com. Call or text to 503-847-9774. Twitter and the grams at Sprocket Podcast. Thanks to Ryan J. Lane for our theme music. Herbert for our headline sounder. Marcus Norman for graphic design. And thanks to our generous support of our Patreon supporters and listeners. Shadowfoot, Wayne Norman, Cameron Lee, Richard Wazinski, Tim Mooney, Glenn Kubish, Eric Weiss, Doug Cohen-Miller, Chris Smith, Caleb Jenkinson, J.P. Keeley, Peanut Butter, Jar Matt, Mark Below, Rich Otterstrom, Drew the Welder, Anna, Anna. I'll be home soon, <laughs> Andre Johnson, Richard G., Guthrie Straw, Aaron Green, author of We Were Like Sons and founder of The Regrainery. Campsite, MacNurse David, Jeremy Kitchen. David Belay, Tim Coleman, Harry Hugel. E.J. Finneran, Brad Hipwell, Thomas Skado. Keith Hutchison, Ranger Tom, Joyce Wilson. Ryan Tam, Jason Oftenberg, David Moore, Todd Grossbeck. Chris Barron. Chris, Chris Barron. Chris Barron. Sean Baird, Simon Pace, Gregory Braithwaite. Bike Vids. Dude Luna. Hey, that's me. Emma Rooks. Come on! Philip M. Spartandale. Mr. T. Who never really left. Bike Initiative Keewanoff. Sarah G. Adam D. Go Dig a Hole. Beth Hammond. Greg Murphy. Myron Martinez. Oso. Isaac Hammond. Byron Patterson. Kristen Graham. Aaron G. Rachel Moe. Jimmy Nisa. <laughs> <laughs> Christopher Barnett, Jonathan, and our newest reporter, Ami Ramon. And thanks to our, all of our other supporters who helped us get this far. And thanks to Astro for shimmering his way through the outro. <laughs> <laughs> Brush your teeth and go to bed. <laughs>